You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Every town has a dark side. In 1993, a beloved farmer and cowboy with a heart of gold William Jr. Clapp was murdered under very mysterious circumstances. It came as a shock to his community where everybody loved the man. He was, at every turn, generous and helpful to his neighbors, but three decades later, the search for the killer of Wisconsin's beloved cowboy continues. This story prompted one of our avid podcast followers and Mr. Clapp's family friend to seek help in featuring Bill's cold case on every town with the hope of spreading more awareness about his unfortunate plight. I'm Andrew, and by recounting Bill's life and its tragic ending, this podcast hopes to contribute, even in a little way, to solving the case and achieving justice for William Clapp. Seventy-six-year-old Bill was a classic strong and silent type. A farmer and real-life cowboy living on his own in a sprawling ranch in Roberts, Wisconsin. Roberts is a small rural village with a population around 1,700. It's surrounded by the town of Warren, which sits in St. Croix County. Bill was a bachelor who raised beef, hogs, and horses on a 65th Street farm not too far south from the I-94 freeway. He was well-known and well-liked in the area, someone who took pride in his community and regularly brought a team of horses and a stagecoach to parades in the J.R. Ranch Rodeo. He also led hay rides at his farm and during various events in town. He served many years as a constable for the town of Warren before retiring in 1992. And if not for the love of his farm and his horses, 
who would have continued offering his service to the town of Warren, but as he was getting older, he wanted to tend to the duties around his home. Don Linen, who grew up just a few miles from William Clapp's expansive farm, said about the man, There were always a million stories about Junior. He was just a citizen of the community, and he was very kind to everyone. He was known to possess legendary generosity and would often lend money to other farmers. He had no children that took care of him, but the friends that surrounded him were the perfect family and all that he ever really needed. Bill rode horses all his life, so much so that he became bow-legged. He was a celebrity at Midwestern rodeos, his horses were no strangers to speed and tricks. Once Bill was riding his beloved white mare, Lady, he tumbled off her during a pole competition. And he may have fallen, but Lady finished the routine perfectly and showed the crowd just how much attention and love Bill put into training his horses. In the summer, Mr. Clapp would bring his horses to shopping malls and saddle clubs to let kids experience riding them. He was generous with his knowledge and giving tips on how to be an adept horse rider, which is why everyone in the area of Wisconsin was shocked in the spring of 1993, because someone came to Mr. Clapp's ranch to inflict serious harm. On Saturday, April 24, 1993, Bill had attended a banquet at Robert's Congressional Church with his grandniece, and they left separately when the evening was through. Bill made his way home at around 12.30 a.m., which would now be April 25th. Jack Larson, a neighbor of Mr. Clapp, received a call from him. Jack's mother Helen picked up, which is when Bill explained fairly simply that he wasn't in a good situation. By the time Jack got to the phone, there was nothing but silence on the other end. Jack hung up, then dialed Bill's number, only to get a busy signal. He tried to call back a few more times before growing worried then deciding to drive the three miles to Bill's farmhouse. And no one answered the door when he knocked. When he walked in, slumped over, his kitchen table was Bill with a wound in the back of his head that was bleeding. Jack didn't immediately assume that Bill had been attacked. Instead, he thought that the old man may have fallen and injured himself. Jack tried to ask Bill what happened, but couldn't respond and was phasing in and out of consciousness. All Bill could do was moan in agony. At that point, Jack took Bill's phone from him and dialed 911. He told the police that his elderly neighbor had hit his head. It didn't take long for emergency responders to arrive and attempt to perform life-saving measures on the cowboy. But their effort proved too late, and Bill was gone. 
The officers took a closer look at the wound. They knew instantly that it wasn't a fall that led to the man's death, but a bullet. Perhaps the chaos made emergency responders forget that they were walking into a crime scene, and then likely unintentionally contaminated any evidence while attempting to save Bill's life. It appeared as though Bill had already been shot when he called his neighbor for help, before passing out with the phone still in hand. So who, out in the middle of rural Wisconsin, would want to kill Mr. Clapp? The lead investigator on the case was Kerry Rose from the St. Croix County Sheriff's Office. Bill had no known enemies, and in a small town, people tend to know one another's business, so it was a real possibility that this was a random act, and if that was the case, then maybe other people in town may also be in danger. As mentioned, there was a lot of traffic coming into a scene that was not secured because everyone thought it was medical and not a crime, so tire tracks and footprints of the perpetrator were nearly impossible to find. The investigation showed that nothing was taken from Bill's farmhouse, at least what they could tell. Not even his wallet, which he had on him, and it was filled with cash. Aside from the single gunshot, his body remained intact and didn't show any other signs of struggle or defensive wounds. Nothing inside the house was moved or disturbed, so, in other words, it's not like there was a single item that this person may have been looking for. But Mr. Clapp did own vast amounts of land and refused to let any of it go, despite receiving many offers to sell over the years. It was because of this fact that many started to believe that Bill's murder was brought about by greed or revenge. Someone who was angry, they couldn't have his land. Sheriff Rose also believed a lot more transpired inside the farmhouse that night before Bill's call for help. Police and close friends alike believed that Bill knew his killer, or killers. Mr. Clapp was an extremely generous man who always had the time, energy, and soul to care for others. He was the epitome of unselfishness, but Bill wasn't stupid. He wouldn't open his doors for someone he didn't know in the middle of the night, especially in his long johns. But he likely knew the person fairly well. That person's motivation may have been over obtaining his land. Ultimately, though, this case grew cold fairly quick. There's a lot of details that have been intentionally left out by police and hopes to use it for the apprehension of the killer as well as in court. There are still lots of theories and speculations, of course. Although media reports never stated this in the investigation, local speculation was that the murder weapon used to kill Bill was a 410 shotgun, which was never found. Sources familiar with the investigation had said that investigators believed they even knew who committed the crime, but 
have been unable to obtain the evidence necessary to file criminal charges in the case. Another interesting angle worth noting was that investigators had reason to believe the murder weapon was tossed into the pond southeast of Bill's home. And that fact that the killer even knew there was a pond on the property would further suggest they were familiar with William Clapp. So in other words, this wasn't a random serial killer just passing through. Furthermore, the effort to discard the weapon into the pond could indicate the killer lived within walking distance, probably within a one-mile semicircle south of Bill's property. Had the killer driven to the property, it would seem unlikely he would risk taking the time to walk from the driveway down to the pond to dispose of the shotgun. It seemed the only logical reason for the killer to dump the weapon into the pond would be because he would have been moving past it on his way home. Also noteworthy is that Jack Larson, the man who Bill called after being shot, lives several minutes away, just about three miles to give you a visual. With so many other friends and neighbors living closer to his home, why didn't Bill call one of them? Dying as he was, why wouldn't he want help to reach him sooner? Someone like Brad Rosenberg man who himself said he was a great friend of the horse farmer. Why did he not call Kenneth Herrick, who lived much closer to him? When he made the call to Jack instead of a closer neighbor, perhaps it was because Bill wasn't sure whom he could trust. In the research of a Redditor who has followed Bill's case, he claims he was told by several people that Bill's dog tried to defend him so the killer shot him too. Only for the dog to be found dead five days later by police. This claim can't be backed up with any real documentation, though. Another setback on why Bill's case has turned cold as ice was that in 1993... DNA forensic technology was not available like it is today, and there wasn't much at the scene. Sheriff Dennis Hillstead, who took over after Sheriff Rose stepped down, said that the case is still open, but there were not a lot of things for DNA. It was difficult to determine what may or may not have been disturbed because Mr. Clapp was a bachelor who collected a lot of things. The sheriff said the rumor that persisted was that Bill had a lot of money stashed in his house, which could be one motive for the murder. That perhaps someone may have tried to force him to disclose where that money was when Bill declined and they shot him and ran away. There were also talks going around about Bill's last will and testament, if there even was any. Like, who ended up inheriting his vast land after he died? Mr. Clapp owned 800 acres of land, so who inherited it? Was it sold at auction? And how did the developer acquire it? Had he turned down an offer from someone wanting to buy land recently that anyone knew of? Especially from anyone desperate. Did he have a girlfriend or a woman he spent the night with? Bill's next to kin was his nephew, but he seemed to live in obscurity. 
On the side of the police, they kept lots of details out of the public eye, but the community had lots of suspicions and strong feelings about the nephew. So aside from Bill's nephew and close associates, was there somebody to point to as a possible suspect? In the end, Sheriff Hillstead did not discount the fact that Bill's wealth was the focus of his perpetrator's greed, envy, or revenge. They have interviewed dozens of suspects, some of whom were persons of interest. A few years ago, they had a John Doe hearing and subpoenaed people and interrogated them. Some took the Fifth Amendment, a right against self-incrimination, and refused to answer. Sheriff Hillstead said the bottom line is there is no probable cause to make an arrest in the case, but that someone out there knows something. But without a suspect, a lead, or evidence, the bewildering murder of a well-loved community member in Wisconsin has reached near expiration. As what Bill's family friend said, It's difficult to put into words how Bill Clapp has made an impact on the lives of so many people. Someone with his lifestyle is hardly something you'd hear about in the news, but that doesn't make it any less important. Because William Jr. Clapp was a real person who deserves closure, as do his family and friends he has missed. If you happen to know anything about what happened to William Clapp that night, please call 715-381-4387. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Every Town. If you guys want more from us, please consider checking out our exclusive bonus episodes over on our other podcast called Scary Mysteries. There we have one bonus episode each week for you, and you can check out the library as well. Link is in the description, and you can cancel any time. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember to come back next week for another episode filled with scary, strange, and mysterious stories, because you never know. Maybe your town will be next. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.